somewhere along the line, marketers, we ruined our concept of how we should share information because it became very commercial, which is fine because obviously businesses do want to grow and make money. But what we need to do is communicate as humans. And podcasting is an audio storytelling platform. So podcasting for me is the ultimate powerful tool because you can listen and learn about pretty much any topic. You search through the podcast apps and there's something for everyone. Welcome to episode 129 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you tell your story. We're joining Amelia Beale live at Adelaide Fringe and we're to join me on a creative podcasting journey then come along to my first ever Adelaide Fringe show called Pop Your Podcast Cherry an interactive podcasting event on Tuesday 19th or 26th of February at the Jade part of the Banker Say Support Act tickets are normally $20 but thanks to Banker Say there are some available for only $10 each book your tickets via the Fringe website linked in the show notes I would love to see you there I'm Amelia Veal, host of Be The Drop podcast and director of narrative marketing. And tonight I am popping my fringe podcast cherry, just my fringe cherry in general. This is my first ever fringe show. So thank you so much for coming along and joining me at that. This is good. You guys are getting into the audience idea already. I love it. So I've committed a bit of time and energy to this podcasting journey. But along the way, a lot of people say to me, like, what's involved? What happens? And and how do you create that? So what I wanted to do tonight is really take you on a bit of a journey and show you what goes into creating a podcast episode. Chris uh, Warman, who's up the back there on the tech desk, is going to be joining me and he's going to talk a little bit about the technical stuff that goes on behind the scenes because I get to do the talking (laughs) and he does all the editing stuff. So that's fun for him. That makes it better for me. Um, I've also got Tim and Jade who are here helping out tonight and they get dragged into the podcasting world as well. So it's by no means a small easy feat. I do have people around me. I'm not suddenly a magical person that can do all the things. I've got a couple of podcasters here tonight and they might jump up on stage and, and tell you a bit about the challenges and the real world experience of creating podcasts. But for me, the journey started in 2015 and uh, someone recommended to me a photographer I was working with at the time, Brad Griffin, shout out. You know, you've got to get on board listening to these podcasts. You'll love it. It's amazing. So I was like, podcasts? What's a podcast? Podcasts have been around for a long time, but they've only just in the last few years become quite popular. But in 2015, they weren't widely popular in Australia. 
So I was like, oh, this sounds like a cool marketing trend. And um, I love cool marketing trends. Uh, shiny new things is something that distracts me constantly. And this was one that really caught my eye because you could talk. It was an audio medium. Uh, and if you haven't already gathered, I like to talk. So I investigated podcasts and I came across a website by John Lee Dumas. His podcast is called Entrepreneurs on Fire. Now, I don't regularly listen to the podcast. It's um, hello, 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 Fire Nation. It's a lot of entrepreneurs doing great things. It's a little bit big for me. Um, but... He is amazing and his website is full of incredible tools and I still refer to it now. He was then also speaking at a conference in America called at Social Media Marketing World. It's big and I think they get like 3,000 people there. Um, It's very much an American style conference. So I decided I needed to go because one of the things I really like to invest in is education and learning. It's a passion that I have. So I went along and one of the big themes at Social Media Marketing World, obviously they covered uh, Facebook and Instagram and, and podcasts was a stream that in America people were really passionately talking about. And jo- I got to meet John and learn from him about his love of, of podcasting. I came back to Australia and was all inspired. I'm going to do podcasting. And so it wasn't really happening. So I had to try and figure out what to do and how to sort of, um, you know, patch it along. And luckily for me, Chris came along and Chris and I were working together on video, but he's like, oh, audio, video, we can can sort this out. And so we did. We went on a journey of sorting it out. And I tell you what, along the way, we've recorded episodes that sound terrible. Um, I've asked questions that get crickets Um, and you know we've had then we've also had some incredible stories that have been shared so that circles back to one of my key passions which is storytelling and podcasting is an audio storytelling platform which to me is the ultimate of power in communication because I believe that people really learn from stories we we grow in all sorts of aspects um, somewhere along the line marketers ruined our, and I say that as a marketer, uh, we, we ruined our concept of how we should share information because it became, you know, very commercial, which is fine because obviously businesses do want to grow and make money. But what we need to do is communicate as humans. And that is through storytelling from, you know, when you're teaching your kids, you teach them stories. It doesn't actually change in how we as we get older in how we learn. So podcasting for me is the ultimate powerful tool because you can listen and learn about pretty much any topic. You search through the podcast apps and there's something for everyone. So what I did is, it, because I was, you know, wanted to make sure that nobody felt pressured, um, is when people responded and some people commented and let me know that they were coming, I asked them, would you be willing to join me on stage? And Fiona Blinko said, yes, I'd be happy to join you on stage. And she said, I've got a story. It's called Don't Get Mad, Get Even. And I thought, well, well I want to know that story. So Fiona, could you please join us on stage? I mean, this is... So we're in a very supportive environment here. So everybody make sure that Fiona feels very loved and welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So Fiona, can you share us your story about Don't Get Mad, Get Even? Okay, Don't Get Mad, Get Even. This is a bit of an oldie and a goodie in our family. 
Um, but just before I uh, tell the story, I'd just like to put a bit of a, I'm not sure it's a disclaimer or what it is, but I actually do have a good relationship with my husband. <laughs> despite what I'm about to say. But he did decide not to come along tonight knowing that I was sharing this story, so I'm not too sure how the relationship is going to look later on tonight. <laughs> I know, I know. The podcast for positive and powerful. I didn't even <laughs> So this dates back to when we were, uh, our kids were younger. So for those uh, who can't see me that are listening in the podcast, I, I'm over 50. Those in the audience probably would have worked that out. So I'm an empty nester. We're an empty nester now. Our two daughters have left home. But when they were young, you know, we're talking six, seven years old. And for parents who have that, that age children, they will remember the mornings uh, are... Well, hell might be a good description, perhaps, or at least very stressful. Um, you know, you're getting shoes on, you're getting the breakfast, you're getting them up, you're getting yourself ready for work, you're doing all those things, right? So, so, so we're in the midst of all of that, and it's my turn to take the kids to school. So I, I indeed load them up into the car. After school, we go drop them off, and that's all done. And I get back in the car after dropping them off, and then I realise, I look at the fuel gauge and there's nothing there. And this is a situation that's happened more than once. And the last driver of said car was previously mentioned husband who's not here. <laughs> so needless to say, he's in the firing line, right? He's, he, he's I'm, I'm getting a little bit kind of like, Richard, you've done it again. You know, here I am with the car. I love that you've censored it, because I bet there was some language there. There was some language. Uh, <laughs> Now, he had a saying for when this happened, and his saying was, ah, get to Melbourne and back. And I'm like, no, no, it's not going to get to Melbourne. I've got a meeting at 9 o'clock. Like, you know, I've got to work. Anyway, I do get to work. I get to work, get into my meeting, you know, swipe. Anyway, I actually had a good day at work. Actually, it, was, it wasn't that stressful. Walked, walked out at 5 o'clock, got in the car, immediately remembered the situation, which I'd forgotten for the last, you know, seven or eight hours. So I'm going down Anzac Highway and I'm thinking, Fiona Road Rage, you're in a car, cool, cool, calm down, calm down, because, like, you know, it's not actually, you know, safe to be that mad driving a vehicle, one would think. <laughs> anyway, so I'm calming myself down, turning into Brighton Road and think, get even. What did I say? Get, don't, don't get, get mad. mad, get even. So I'm cooking up this plan as I'm going down Brighton Road. So I walk in to my house at Marino and Richard says, where's the car? And I said, just shrugged as if nothing had happened. He goes, where's the car? I said, I hid it. And he goes, where did you hide it? And I said, well, it wouldn't be hidden if I told you. <laughs> I've hidden it from you. I said, I don't have to take the kids to school tomorrow morning because I've done my day. Your problem. You need to find the, key, the, the car. Here's the keys. Anyway, so he looked around a bit and he didn't find it. And uh, so we spent a bit of a kind of like huffy night that night. We weren't that happy with each other. And he does actually find it. So he finds the car. But um, I've never had an empty petrol tank or gas tank ever since. So it worked. <laughs> Now, that is commitment to getting even. It, it is, it is. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your story no with worries. us, Fiona. <laughs> I love that. That is cute. I feel like I might have caved, you know, and, like, given in the next morning, going, oh, well, it's there. I love that you stuck to that. You're like, no, don't get mad, get even. 
Thank you so much, Fiona. Now, next I have Zviko. Yes, Zviko, come on up. Thank you. If you can introduce yourself and tell us your story. Sure. So my name is Zviko. It's spelled Z-V-I-K-O. And my the topic of my story is the um, first time I washed a car, which was actually last night. <laughs> so I usually, um, I'm a really bad millennial, I usually pay someone 40 bucks to wash my car for me, but I recently started a business, so I'm really broke. And last night I realized I'm gonna have to figure this out on my own. So anyway, I start washing my car, you know, I'm actually doing pretty well. It's about 8 p.m. at night, I've had a long day at work. And you know how you have to, um, clean all the droplets before they dry on there, or you just, it's just gonna look gross afterwards. So I start, you know, wiping down all the droplets on all the windows, and then I realize that the droplets are inside the car. <laughs> so it turns out that I forgot to close the windows all the way up before I started washing my car. I opened the door, the entire back seat is soaked. <laughs> The passenger seat is soaked. And I guess I've just been driving around with the soaked car all day today. And that is my story. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, Amelia. Oh, good. Well, so one of the other things about podcasts is that you can tell a story about anything. So, but it's funny that both of those stories were associated with cars. And literally, we didn't know. I didn't know the context of either of those. So it, when I talk about the value of storytelling, it's around creating connections with audiences and building something between the two. And a podcast is quite an intimate way of doing that, even though you're actually removed from each other. So I get emails and, and comments on social media from people who have listened to the episodes and really connected with the content and the topics that we're talking about. And it feels like, and Zviko is an example, you know, I feel like I know a bit about her having just connected on social media and through the podcast on some of her journey. So one of the big things, and I said, you know, you might be saying, I want to start a podcast or I'm interested in podcasting. And this is, you know, a voyeuristic journey tonight to look at behind the scenes. So Chris is normally very much behind the scenes, but I decided that it would be great to get him to come up. He's so excited about this. <laughs> and give us a little chat about technical stuff. So come and jump on the stage. Give him a very warm welcome. Hello, Chris. Hello, Amelia. <laughs> um, so we're going to go a bit behind the scenes and talk about equipment. As I mentioned earlier, we started this journey with quite different equipment, with literally a, a small microphone on a cord that plugged into my phone and so I could record through my phone. We did also have a few other bits of gear because we create video content at work. So I'm actually wearing... So at the moment, what you're looking at is quite a lot of equipment, right? Yes. Uh, but that wasn't how we started. So maybe tell us a little bit about... Sorry, I, I jumped ahead. Tell us a bit about the equipment that we've got tonight. <laughs> Okay, so tonight we are running all our microphones through the mixing desk at the Jade, but that's not usually what we do. <laughs> We'd plug the microphone straight into a recorder, and then I'd sit in a corner away from everyone, not looking at anyone and listening to it. 
trying not to distract anyone. <laughs> Sometimes he gets over-eager and sort of vaguely gets involved. Yeah, yeah, if I'm excited about the topic or something. <laughs> so the recorder that he's talking about, if you look to the stage, this is called a Zoom recorder. Now, this one I have, what's the one I've got? H5 it's called. Yes, and Chris actually records through? A H6. <laughs> <laughs> what is the difference between the two? Um, so if anyone was looking at getting into podcasting, I would recommend the Zoom H5. Zoom's a Japanese company and they make really good audio equipment like better than anything I could think of. Um, you can plug in two different tracks so you can record an interview and it records them separately and that's really nice when you edit because if someone um, does a weird noise or anything you want to cut out, you can just get rid of it and then keep the podcast rolling. You don't have to cut a whole chunk out. Hmm. Um, and so recording two tracks, as he's saying, is potentially yeah. so the cord from this, so this microphone. this phone would be a track. Yeah, yeah. and this the, the one. microphone, yeah. So that helps. So like instead of having two, you know, if you've got yourself and a guest, you're not trying to share a microphone. Yes. So then the my most recent exciting purchase was actually (laughs) these. Where's the box? I'm excited as well. It has a gold microphone, which is literally what sold me. Yeah. But I was like, Chris is going to kill me. I shouldn't buy audio stuff when he's not around, right? But I just couldn't (laughs) help myself. But because I was actually looking for this pop filter, he told me I needed to get one of these. I'll let him explain in a minute why. (laughs) Um, But then I found this, $40, this whole kit, legit, on on the internet. So you get... With the microphone. This arm. The pop filter and the microphone. And the cord. And, and a cord. Well, that would be pretty useless. <laughs> but so you, there is stuff you can buy on the internet that makes podcasting so super affordable. I, I was super stoked. But full disclosure, though, we have actually replaced the mic. Can I take this off? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, I won't. Oh. There's no gold mic in there anymore. There's no gold mic in there anymore. I've, we've actually swapped it out because it is a $40 mic. However, having said that, I have recorded, so my latest podcast episode with Rowan, no, the one before, a recent podcast episode with Rowan Harry, I used this one, I recorded with it. So it is fine, but we um, now, we record podcast episodes for clients and we're producing high-end audio stuff, so we have spent more money on the microphone that's actually in this setup. But saying that, if you were starting, I would definitely say the $40 setup is completely fine. Yes, can confirm. Can confirm. I'm very impressed. Okay, That you got that for $40. Yeah. I wouldn't have told you to buy it if you were asking me. (laughs) You made a good decision. I knew that, so that's why I bought it without talking to you. Okay, so tell me about the pop filter, Chris. Uh, Okay, so um, it's something I told Amelia off off about a lot of times when she was recording her introductions because she'd do them away from me so I couldn't see. She'd often record them in her cup, uh, in her wardrobe because there's a lot of clothes everywhere that helps dampen the echoes. Yeah, the which things is you useful. learn, seriously. But my wardrobe works well. So it's because they're literally... But I'm... no one wants to go in there with you, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> I've made people go in there. I just didn't take you in there. That would be weird. Um, but she would speak so close into the microphone, like this, and um, if you uh, say words with P's in them, like per, um, Percy, like pop po- or podcast, or cherry. podcast, it would, um, the diaphragm of the microphone pops and uh, it, it was really hard to fix. So I'd just make Amelia do it again and hold the microphone further away from herself. 
Um, it's just, it gets but closer. Yes, the pop filter that we've got in front of us um, stops that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to tell her off. So it helps with your editing. So think about getting something like that. Um, but it comes in that pack. The, yeah, it does. The $39 microphone pack. And, like, and I'm not sponsored. We're not by sponsored, these yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry. Nor Zoom. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. You're Please welcome. Thank you sorry to share a story. <laughs> okay. And so the other point is when I'm doing my podcast um, interviews, generally I know a little bit about the guests and we have some set questions beforehand. So that would be one thing that tonight's episode won't really cover because we're doing this as an interactive, more impromptu sort of style. But doing preparation before your interview is really important and doing some, you can find out so much information about your guests online beforehand. And also something I like to do is try and see interviews they've already done and try not to cover those sorts of types of topics, have a look at it from a different angle is some advice that I'd say there. So our next guest, Belle Ryan, she, thank you, bring a warm welcome up to the stage. So Belle, I know through uh, the SA Women's Group, is that right? And you do something really cool with creative arts or something. I'm actually an art therapist. So That's it. I yeah, know. I work with people on their really big stuff and help them express that through art. So tell us then about art therapy. What, what actually is that? How does that work? It's one of the things that's really hard to describe until you actually do it. But I want you all to imagine that you can't, you've got something big that's happened in your life and you want to describe it in words. People carry so much stuff around with them that we, you know, even just something like stress, it's really hard to articulate what it is. And so what we do is we actually use art to find the language. Um, so we might use something like a piece of clay for people to have a look at why they're so stressed. So I let, the st let the stress out in it and then working out how we transform that. So it really is about using the art not to look good but to express. So we talk in metaphor and symbolism anyway in our everyday language and so it's just sort of heightening that and allowing it to come through. Mm. And so like is it any sort of issues that people can release you know what sort of people are coming along and being getting involved in these sessions? Yeah so lots of people think it's just for children because children naturally use creativity and expression and imagination but I'm actually focusing more on adults because I think we have so much going on and we wear so many masks and so much is happening. So it can be anyone from feeling lost in your job or burnt out, stressed, a major life event has happened. Uh, it could be just that you have a dream and you don't know how to get there, that we are so good at getting in our own way. And so it might be just using the art to express that and have a look at it and work out what happens because then that aligns with what's happening in your life. Hmm. So yeah, the art actually holds everything that happens. So grief, stress, anxiety, anger, there's so many things that happen for people every day. Oh, well, hmm. thank you so much yeah. for sharing your story with yeah. us. Thank you. So there you go. Now I know definitely art therapy, I'll remember that. So it is, one of these ways is just about how we can each identify the fact that we've all got our own stories. Everyone has a story to tell and we all might have different ways of telling that and I like the idea of telling it through art. All right, so we've got Michael Jenridge. Did I say your last name right, Michael? Everyone gets it wrong. <laughs> so otherwise, no, I didn't get that right, but come on down, Michael. 
Now, Michael, I really don't know a lot about, but so how about you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself or a story if you've got one for us. Well, my name's Michael Jenrick. Um, That's close. I'm not a natural storyteller, so I'll just set you all up to begin with. I'll tell you what I do know about my story since I'm here to tell my story. I was pretty much the traditional stick in the mud, straight up and down, father's son career retailer until I started studying an advanced diploma of professional writing. I've been exploring all the niches um, in the last few years, um, and this is just part of that exploration, I guess, trying to find where my natural storytelling skills will fit into a niche. Wow, fantastic. So you're a professional writer, but you don't describe yourself as a storyteller? No, I think I'm still trying to fit into my storytelling skin. Yeah. Um, I think I'm still trying to grow into that image of what a lot of people think a professional writer is. Mm. And once you start practising your professional writing, you quickly realise that the image that a lot of people hold isn't the reality. Mm. Well, and, and I think I think what you've what you've touched on is a really important thing that I want people to sort of go away from tonight and understand is that realistically each and every one of us is a storyteller to some degree. We all have a story of value and it's really about finding those people that connect with the value from our story. So learning and growing comes from, you know, getting people's stories and telling them. So it's about being comfortable in going, you know, this is this is my story, this is how I tell stories. From a writing perspective, how do you go about that then, telling other people's stories? Telling other people's stories. Well, I've been, I would say, fairly well trained in um, researching, doing your background research to begin with. When I am needing to interview um, a character or a person for a story or for, a, uh, for an article, um, doing your best to get in touch with them and actually speak to them, doing your best to actually get face to face with them. Because as a career retailer, I was always taught, and it's the old cliche that you know only 7% of communication is the words and the other 93% is your body language and your tone of voice. So if you want to get the whole story, you're best off getting in front of the person and you can pick up so much more from that. There's no way I could have written a review of this show without, without being here, for example. So, yeah. Well, well, I'm very glad you're here and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Amelia. Now, we've got a couple of podcasters, Tamara, I'm looking at you, in the audience, who have just gone through the process of launching their own podcast, and what better way to learn than somebody who's just going through it. So, Tamara, come on up. Yes! Come on! All right. So, first of all, tell us the name of your podcast. Everybody, make sure you subscribe. Uh, it's called The Guilt Trip. I just had an epiphany um, one day and thought, you know, guilt, what a, how do people, well, not suffer from guilt, but the guilt in everyday lives, perhaps stemming from being a mother. I've got two small children and uh, feeling guilty as a mother. We all feel guilty if you're a mum. Here, here, for guilt as a mum. But also I thought, well, that's interesting. But, you know, it's kind of, you know, ho-hum. What about how guilt affects everyone in their lives? So I wanted to interview guests who... Uh, could share their stories and how guilt infiltrates their life on a maybe day-to-day -day basis or, you know, whether it's big or small. Tell us about this process of, of launching a podcast. Launching a podcast. Um, as Being a voiceover artist, I probably had a bit of a, a heads up with the whole audio um, thing. But in saying that, I so at home I have a studio which is 
you know, quite small because it only needs to fit me in it with a diaphragm mic and I do my voiceover stuff in there. Uh, but then when it came to interviewing, it's a completely different ball game because, well, you need two mics for a start. So I actually went out and bought a, uh, a Blue Yeti. Don't buy that. And it was one of these big, <laughs> See, that's fat, a good chunky... Tip. Yeah, I would say. This is a what not to do. Uh, and I interviewed someone and also not what to do, don't have a bottle of wine while you're interviewing someone and had that <laughs> on the table. Depends what time so, you yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, and we it picked up a lot of chinks and oh, it was just so loud. So the audio that came back was just, you know, it was a lot of me here, but what it picked up on the other end was, was no good. In regards to content, it kind of just fell out of my mouth. Um, I did radio for a fair few years and it was very limiting in, in what you could talk about in the content. And, I, it, and the reason it wasn't for me was for the very reason that it was limiting. I wanted mm. to talk about everything, uh, no holds barred. So I roped my husband in and so he does little intros with me and uh, we're very candid about <laughs> what we talk about. Uh, and so the format of that is interviewing guests and just being, yeah, like I said, very candid and just sticking to uh, certain questions, but then taking tangents as a conversation does in mm. everyday life. So, so far, so good. I've only done a couple, so lots to learn still. Yeah, so, so yeah, like, just beginning. Yeah. And what about the distribution and stuff like that? How are you going there? Well, uh, uh, that's where you come in, Amelia. Um, that's my next <laughs> sound <laughs> Facebook so far. Hey, everyone, listen to my, uh, my podcast. So I haven't got beyond that. I'm just managing the actual podcast, like getting it up on uh, iTunes and Spotify and all those different mediums so yeah well yeah so and distribution is a big part of it so getting it out there and getting it there's so many different apps yeah. your podcast SoundCloud, that's one isn't it yeah i'm not yes yeah. <laughs> uh, not a good one <laughs> apparently <laughs> stitcher podbean pocket cast but then a lot of them are all connected in once you've got you're on iTunes. Yeah. But that's a really long conversation and we won't cover that all tonight. Okay. Uh, but if you do want to know, let me know because I can shoot you links to different um, information about that. Yeah, but nice. thank you so much no for worries. sharing your podcast journey with us. Okay, and quickly, Erica, do you want to come and quickly share a little bit? She's going to be our last guest. So Erica has just recently launched The Dobcast. And she's got a prop for us. Tell us about it. I do. Well, you gave me a bit of a prop as well to do a story or a quote that inspires me. And you may know it, for those listening at home, it's Dr. Seuss. Mm. Oh, the places you'll go. I like to remind myself, I like to remind my son, and I like to remind anybody else who's listening that you have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know, and you are the guy who will decide where you go. Mm. And that's my oh. quote. <laughs> I so, love yeah. that quote. I could read the whole thing. That would actually be an interesting podcast. Uh, so tell us about <laughs> launching your podcast. Um, I have probably done all of the things that you guys say not what not to do in regards to recording, <laughs> though I haven't recorded with wine, though I'm very tempted to. Um, but Chris has to sort out a lot of my recording because I'm a bit of a fan of the background noise 
and no pop filters and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's been an amazing learning curve. I honestly don't, I know I've said this to you a lot of times, but I don't know how you maintain a weekly podcast because <laughs> oh. I'm trying to do fortnightly episodes and it's hard. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so rewarding though. I really, I hope other people get something out of it, but if they don't, it's like the ultimate experience to be able to have meaningful conversations with people and share them. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, That leads me to thanking you for joining me tonight. I really do appreciate you coming here. Um, It's, you know, I spend a lot of time with a microphone and just a guest. It's really nice to see faces and an audience um, and to, to, to have you as part of it. And I'm also very thrilled that every single one of you has managed to pop your podcast cherry. Well done. So you can officially now say, yes, I'm on a podcast and it's legit true. It's like the time I was in a movie with Nicole Kidman, totally happened. My friends know because I made them come and see it. And could they see me? Hey, look, I'm on that cliff at the back. And if you blinked, you missed me. But I was totally in a film with Nicole Kidman. So, yeah, thanks. And thanking. I need to do some thankings. Chris, thank you always for your awesomeness. He's been working with me for years and I don't know how. But anyway, I'm glad. Thank you. Um, Tim and Jade, who are back there, they helped us set up and also helped me manage workloads when everything gets crazy. Um, I'm so glad that I found you guys. Thank you so much. Um, And the Jade for being an awesome venue and most of all, all of you for coming along. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. <laughs>